America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Justice Thomas has sort of floated that out there about contraceptive rights, yes. contraception, and about same-sex marriages. But other justices have pushed back to say, no, he's really sort of on his own with that. Well, Don't he, believe that? Well, he may be on his own, but he's signaling, as he often did. You know, people, I went to law school with him. Mm -hmm. He's been a, a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. Resentment, grievance, anger. And he has signaled uh, in the past to lower courts, to state legislatures, to find cases, pass laws, get them up. I may not win the first, the second, or the third time, but we're going to keep at it. So you're saying people pay attention to yes, this? Yes, the people he is speaking to, which are the you know, right-wing, very conservative judges and justices and state legislatures, and the thing that uh, is, well, there's so many things about it that are deeply distressing, but women are going to die, Gail. Women will die. Well, Hillary, uh, babies were dying before that uh, without a choice. And so if a, uh, if a woman does, unfortunately, decide to have an abortion the wrong way, illegally, unsafe, and they end up dying. That is a very unfortunate thing to have happen. I do not think it'll be. Uh, I, do, I don't think it will. We'll hear about that very often. And if we do, that'll be unfortunate. But you know what? It was her choice. And at least she had a choice. At least she had a choice. The baby had no choice. So for those out there screaming, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-choice. You don't really care about the choice of the child inside the mother, do you? And the worst part about that is, is Justice Clarence Thomas didn't even pen the, 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 the rule. He didn't even pen the, uh, the, the opinion. It, it was handed down by Justice Alito. But yet, for some reason, the racist Democrats are going after Clarence Thomas once again as if he is the one to blame for the fact that they can no longer murder babies from a federal level. Again, abortion is not illegal. There are still many, many, many states 
in which you can go get an abortion if that's what you really want to do. But again, to attack Justice Clarence Thomas the way the left is, it wasn't even Clarence Thomas who penned the opinion and handed it down. It was Justice Alito. So it's, it's odd that Justice Clarence Thomas seems to be the butt of all these attacks and is probably the one who is in mo- at most risk of being hurt or killed or his family being hurt or killed because the Democrats have always been so racist against Justice Clarence Thomas. I don't understand what it is. Well, actually, I do. It's because he's a conservative. He's a conservative, and they can't tolerate black conservatives. Look what, uh, look what Joe Biden said when he was on The Breakfast Club with... Uh, with Charlemagne, if you remember, he said this. Oh, hold on. Trump, and you ain't black. There it is. Let's play that again. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. That's the problem. That's the problem. Again, why Clarence Thomas seems to be the, uh, the butt of all these attacks, and they're not even mentioning uh, Alito. They're not mentioning Justice Roberts. They're not really mentioning Amy Coney Barrett. It seems to be Clarence Thomas, and you have to say, why? It's because he's a black conservative, and the Democrats hate that. They hate that because for some reason, the left in this country, and even abroad, feels like they have ownership over people with dark skin. And, I, and, and the only thing you can rationalize out of saying that very statement is that they are racist. Again, why aren't they coming down on Alito, who actually pen, uh, penned and, and handed down the ruling? I, I just don't. It, it, you need to let everybody know about the racism that's happening from the left towards the Supreme Court of the United States, specifically Justice Clarence Thomas. And the other crazy thing about this is when Roe v. Wade happened in 1973, the very same people that the left claims to hate today are the ones who ruled in favor of Roe v. Wade. Nine white old men. Nine white old men. And they're the ones that the left hates. But they loved the Supreme Court when the Supreme Court didn't want to hear anything about the 2020 election fraud. They loved them. Even the Supreme Court. Yay! Oh, but now that they've, uh, they've handed down something that's against the narrative and against the left-wing uh, agenda, well, the racism comes out in full force. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you so very much for being here tonight. And all the folks watching on Real America's Voice News, thank you so very much. Real America's Voice News has, got, uh, has been doing some great coverage lately that the mainstream media just will not cover, like last night in Arizona. Right Side Broadcasting, Real America's Voice News. No Fox, no CNN, no ABC, no CBS, no MSNBC, because they do not care to talk about it. All they want to talk about is January 6th. January 6th. Oh, and the fact that uh, Carrie Lake uh, is fighting the left about this drag queen story. That's the only thing they care about. That's the only thing they care about. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about the 50 people that just died in the tractor trailer uh, of, uh, of heat or whatever it is they died from. They don't care about that. They don't care about the invasion of the southern border. They don't care about inflation. No, no. We need to find out if that story about Carrie Lake is true. And we need to stay away, far away from election fraud as possible. You saw the way Carrie Lake handled Brett Bayer on Fox News, right? Anyway, folks, uh, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrow, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And as always, it is a blessing to be here with each and every one of you, uh, having me into your homes every single day, twice a day. And uh, this morning was our launch of Coffee Talk Tuesdays on Telegram. So if you have multiple social media platforms like most of us do these days and you have Telegram, make sure you follow me at Live From America because every Tuesdays, we are going to have 
Telegram Coffee Talk Tuesdays here on Live from America, which you just call in. It's an audio thing. You call in, and uh, we may we may introduce video as well. But you call in and you and you say whatever you'd like to say about the show, whatever you think, whatever you'd like to say about me, whatever you'd like to say about the the conservative movement, and questions you might have. And today's Coffee Talk Tuesday was absolutely awesome. It gives me a chance to be able to talk to each one of you, put faces. I mean, put names to voices, and maybe, like I said, with with the addition of video, we'll be able to put some faces to names, and it allows me to be closer with all of you guys, which is exactly, which is exactly what we should all be doing. Anybody with a show should uh, should know who their audience is, and not just put out a show every day and hopefully you watch it. You, they they should be a lot closer with you. So check out Coffee Talk Tuesdays again every single Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, here from the Live Free or Die Granite State in New Hampshire, and it was really, it was really a blast. I, I hope you guys can make it next week. I know it's new. I know a, a lot of people didn't know about it. And also, ladies and gentlemen, before we really get into the meat and potatoes of things, go to JeremyHarrell.com and get one of each color for Fourth of July. Your Freedom T-shirts. They are on sale, twenty percent off. Get one for each uh, each kid in your family, and uh, or just get all of them for yourself, like I do. I wear probably. Three of those each week. <laughs> I wash them, but I wear them every week. And, of course, the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance uh, flag T-shirts. We have these in adult and child sizes as well. So I appreciate you guys all being here. Let's, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord. We had a wonderful newsletter this morning on, on this morning show. And uh, it seems like God is really, not only is he working in the United States of America to bring us back to him, to, uh, to give us favor again, to bless our nation again. But he's working in each one of our little groups. He's working in each one of our little channels, on each one of our little shows. And uh, we're really accomplishing a lot in the name of the Lord lately. And it's, it's truly all glory goes to God. So on this June 28th, year of our Lord, 2022, I created you with a great capacity to enjoy beauty and goodness. Your soul resonates with these blessings, drawing strength from them. Look the right way toward blessings toward me and the joy of my presence will shine upon you do you not feel that that's exactly what happened last friday that's why i feel that the uh the the decision coming down from the supreme court last friday was so huge because we're looking back towards god that was a big move on our part so whether elizabeth warren gets her little abortion tents on federal land or not As a whole, as a country, we made the right decision and we looked the right way back towards blessings, back towards God. Amazing. Philippians 4, 8 tells us, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, then meditate on these things things again for those following along that's philippians 4 8 and from numbers 6 25 the lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and before you turn out the light tonight turn your sights towards what is true noble lovely right and be encouraged amen Folks, I'm telling you, the word of God is, is more powerful now than I have ever seen it. And so many people are turning towards it. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. If you're wearing a hat, uh, please remove your hat. I know in some cases it's very late where you are. And you might even get, be getting ready for bed and you don't have a hat on. But for those on the West Coast, maybe who are still working, maybe still got their hats on, please remove your hat in respect for the Lord and everything that he has blessed us with. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And like I said, folks, if Pocahontas gets her way and uh, they do allow these little abortion tents on federal land, then that will be the land that is cursed and those will be the people that are cursed. We as a nation will no longer be cursed from the top down. Those who decide to go back to it will be. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. We have much more right after this. 
Oh, so how do you guys like the new background? We've got many more. We've got a lot of changes actually coming here live from America and not just and not permanent changes. We have a lot of changes coming in the way of like uh, just constant uh, moving forward, constant changes, constant backgrounds, different graphics. We're really getting ready to spice things up here, and especially in preparation from, uh, for LFA TV. Uh, LFA TV, folks, I'm telling you the lineup of hosts that have signed on to be part of this movement is absolutely incredible absolutely incredible i don't want to drop all the names right now because you know a lot can happen from now until september 1st but i do want to tell you uh september 1st is going to be a great day there's going to be a lot of uh and you'll know about them before that as well but september 1st we're looking to launch we will have all day programming and i don't know if it's going to start an hour before my show or if it's going to start with my show it'll either start at 10 uh, nine or 10, uh, I think we'll have an hour or two before my show and then we'll go all the way and my show will be the last show of the day. So then you can still go and watch your nightly shows or you can still go and watch your early morning shows. Uh, so it's really going to be a great, great, uh, uh, five days a week of, of good programming with very smart people, very passionate people. And, uh, so we're working on the infrastructure of that. And Eli is, Eli is going to be a major, major, major part of that. We would not be able to do this unless it was for him. So remember, those rumble rants that come in are the only thing that we rely on to pay his salary. It's the only way it happens. So all the rumble rants, and hopefully sooner or later the getter, because uh, you'll be able to do it on getter as well, hopefully those will really, uh, will really make sure that we keep our, uh, our talent here and, doesn't go, and, and it doesn't go elsewhere. So really looking forward to LFA TV and everybody that's going to be involved. Um, thank you very much, F250. Love it, brother. Love it. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Jeremy, big win for us putting prayer back in sports here on the West Coast. Coach Kennedy wins the case. We got, like I said, we're four for five. We are four for five. Let's get back to the show because we've got a lot to cover, including the January 6th crap that's going on. So here we go. And welcome back to Live from America. I am Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and it is a pleasure to do this for you every single day. It is a, uh, it's not your typical political show, uh, but it does get the job done. And we do have a great, great audience that we call our LFA family. So thank you and welcome. If you are here just for the first time, let you know every show we start with a slurp of coffee to really get the fuel going in the fire. So the January 6th, first and foremost section had a surprise hearing today. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, as you can expect, as you would have uh, expected, it was absolutely explosive. The walls are closing in on Trump, everybody. Haven't you heard? This is the beginning of the end. We finally got Trump, says the January 6th. We had to have a surprise hearing today because of the evidence that we got is so overwhelming. We finally got this uh, this orange skin, uh, yellow haired son of a gun. This guy's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, in your dreams. It was another day of a big nothing burger. It was nothing but hearsay. It was nothing but a ramble. It was the rambling of a uh, of a young lady who has no idea what she's talking about. Half the time, she said, "I heard this person say," and that person said, and it was something to the effect of, and it was something like. The lady doesn't know what she's talking about. President Trump uh, actually uh, <laughs> weighed in on it after it was released. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna go. We're gonna get right into the story here, folks, because it is a doozy. It was an ex aide to Mark Meadows says that Trump lunged at the Secret Service agent that was driving the limo on January sixth when he was told you cannot go to the Capitol. <laughs> Allegations made by an aide, Cassidy Hutchison, before the Democratic-led House Committee investigating January 6th. Uh, the former aide to Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said in a televised Capitol Hill hearing today that President Trump grabbed the arm of a Secret Service agent and the steering wheel of the vehicle that they were in when he was told he could not go to, the Cap- to Capitol Hill for January 6th demonstrations that developed into, well, we all know the rest. The aide, Cassidy Hutchinson, made the statement before the Democratic-led House committee. Hutchinson told the committee that after Trump's speech outside the White House, in front of supporters on the day, on that day, the former president was allegedly under the impression that his motorcade would be taking him to the Capitol. 
When informed that they were in fact returning to the White House, Trump said, I am the effing president. Take me to the Capitol now, Cassidy alleges Trump said. Hutchinson also told, by by the way, why are we just hearing about this now? Why are we just hearing about this now? Doesn't this sound like a lot, kind of like those, uh, those, uh, those fake Democrat uh, activist police officers that were in there crying, going, I will never be able to be, be a cop again because that day gave me PTSD and, and my brothers in arms were attacked by these, this mob of radical white nationalists. Uh, yeah, right. Hutchinson also said that when Trump was again told that they were returning to the West Wing, he grabbed the steering wheel. I don't know how that's possible. Isn't he usually in the back of the limo? So that means that Trump, all 70 whatever years old of him, climbed up to the front of the limo and said, how dare you grab the steering wheel, grabbed his arm and said, we're going to the White House. Now, by the way, if he did that, that's awesome. (laughs) If he did do that, that's exactly what I expect of my president. But come on, man. Meadows was reportedly backstage at the rally outside the White House. The committee has held several hearings in recent weeks, but recently said it would suspend them until July. However, the committee announced yesterday, hold on, hold the phone, back up the truck, back up the walls are closing in truck. We've got him. We've got him. So this is basically what they had, folks. Are you ready for this? Um, Let's go to, (laughs) let's go to the clip uh, where... This, this aide of uh, this this ex aide of, of Mark Meadows is talking with with uh, Miss Piggy, uh, the yellow Teletubby, I should say. Na- um, I almost said Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney. Check this out. Related to him, we're not. We don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. Oh, he described him as. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. Look at Liz. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm. Ooh. Said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. (laughs) When Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. (laughs) Okay, so let's, let's, (laughs) let's break this down from the hearsay bombshell witness that's going to make uh, the walls close in on President Trump. Let's break this down. So President Trump's in the back of the, uh, of the beast, right? The, uh, the limo that the president rides in. He's in the back of the beast, okay? And all of a sudden, they're driving down to the Capitol. And Trump says, wait a minute. Why aren't we going the right way? Oh, no worries, sir. We're not going to the Capitol. We're going to the Capitol. We're not going to the Capitol. But I'm the effing president. We're going to the Capitol. Sir, we're not going to the Capitol. Okay, hold on. I'm going to jump out of the back of this seat. I'm going to climb up through the window or the limo to the very front, and I'm going to say, I'm the effing president. You're going to take this limo, and you're going to take it right now to the Capitol. I'm going to grab your arm, and I'm going to try to attempt to steer the wheel. And when that doesn't work, I'm going to grab the wheel of the car. And I said, I'm the effing president. We're going. And they said, sir, no, we can't. We got to go to the West Wing. We're in charge. You're the president. We get it. We're Secret Service, but we are in charge. You're going to the West Wing. And he said, no, the hell I am. And then he lunged towards his neck to what? Choke him? That, that, that's what happened. That's, that's, that's what you want the world to believe, that President Trump went through the car all the way to the front, tried to, uh, attempted to try to take over the vehicle, and it said, wait a minute, no, you're not going to listen to me, I'm the president, I'm going to choke you to death now, because I'm the president, and I'm going to choke you to death. That, that, that's, 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 what, that, that's, that's the bombshell news. Yeah, thanks, Liz Cheney. Uh, uh, like I just said uh, in the last soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> let me read the let me read the statement from President Trump. He says, 
I hardly know who this person, Cassidy Hutchinson, even is. I can see President Trump reading this just so confused. Who in the hell is that, he says. Uh, I hardly know who this person is, Cassidy Hutchinson, other than I've heard very negative things about her. A total phony and a leaker, he says. And when she requested to go with certain others on the team to Florida, after my having served in full term in office, I personally turned her request down. Why did she want to go with us if she felt that we were so terrible or if he was going to choke her? I understand that, that, uh, that she was very upset and angry that I didn't want her to go or to be a member of the team. She is bad news. And then he went on to say, never complained about the crowd. It was a massive crowd. Of course it was, Trump. I didn't want uh, or request that we make room for people with guns to watch my speech. Who would ever want that? Not me. Besides, there were no guns found or brought into the Capitol building, he says. So how could it be an insurrection, right? He says, so where were all of these guns? But sadly, a gun was used on Ashley Babbitt with no price to pay or with no price to pay against the person who used it. Speaking about Michael Byrd. Then he says. Her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol building is just sick and fraudulent, very much like the unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even be, uh, have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. Her story of me throwing food is also fake. And why would she have to clean it up? I hardly knew who she was. <laughs> that's, a great, uh, that's a great response by Trump. I don't even know who you are. Lady, I don't even know who you are, okay? I'm not going to throw my McDonald's at you, okay? I love McDonald's. I get two, sometimes three cheeseburgers because I love them so much. Why would I throw them at you? And why would you have to clean them up? Shut up, I'll choke you. <laughs> I'll lunge at your clavicle and choke you if you say another word. That's the, that's the, uh, the light that they're trying to paint President Trump in. Anyway, folks, the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. The Shamuary 6 lies continue. The Biden administration lies continue. The left-wing lies continue. As a matter of fact, mean Jean Corrine Pierre, the White House uh, press secretary. By the way, I kind of miss Circleback Saki. I'm not going to lie. But mean Jean Corrine Pierre, uh, she was asked on Air Force One, as you know that they're all overseas right now, about the uh, 50 dead illegals found in the back of that tractor trailer. And we do have some audio from Mean Jean Kareen aboard Air Force One as she was talking with the, uh, the press about this. Listen to what she had to say. Uh, we're focused on them, on the facts, uh, on, and hell- holding the human strugglers who endangered uh, vulnerable individual, uh, individuals for profits accountable. Uh, and we're and we're focused on continuing our historic actions to disrupt dangerous smuggling networks, including through new uh, anti-smuggling campaign that just in the first two months uh, resulted in over 1,800 arrests. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, the border is closed. The border is closed, and they're focused on trafficking and illegal trafficking. Uh, lady, the United States is the number one human traffic, sex trafficking country. On the planet, the United States of America, the borders closed. Are you kidding me? I mean, these people actually expect you to believe that. That's the crazy thing is these people actually expect you to to believe that. And when Biden was asked in Spain today at the NATO meeting about this, you know what he did? He blamed it on Greg Abbott. He, he, he pointed his finger right to Governor Greg Abbott, and he said, well, Go- Governor Greg Abbott is playing politics, and he, I can't believe that he, would, that he would play politics at a time like this. Uh, I, I seem to remember a school shooting that happened not too long ago in Uvalde, Texas, where the Democrats jumped at the opportunity like they do in any case to play politics with this. But no, Biden had to say, well, God, Governor Greg Abbott is standing on, uh, on, the, on these on the dead illegals and uh, you're playing politics with it. Uh, no, he's not to blame there, numbnuts. You are. The buck stops with you. You are the resident of the United States of America. The buck stops with you. Apparently, so does the bicycle. The bicycle stops with you, too. You can't go. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. Uh, lunging at your clavicle. Oh, man, these people drive me absolutely insane with their stupidity and their ignorance. And the fact that, I mean, they literally think that you and I are the dumbest creatures on planet Earth. They must think that we are some backwoods living in, a, living in an outhouse, never even heard of a toothbrush, 
Never heard of the internet. They must think that we are just some stupid morons who just, well, it's not, gas is good. What are you talking about? The economy's great. The border's closed. The economy is fantastic. Are you kidding me? And we get to get rid of fossil fuels and go to full electric? I mean, this is heaven. What are you, stupid? Unbelievable. Jeremy, you are on fire, JL Jazz. <laughs> Thank you very much. I better be. You better tell me I'm on fire. Or else I'll lunge at your clavicle and choke you to death. <laughs> I mean, how stupid do these people think we are? He lunged at him? He, he, did, he did what? He, he, he lunged at him. He lunged at him. Yeah, he, he lunged at him like this area. Not so much here. Not so much here, but like right here. Towards the clavicle, he lunged at him. And, and, and why would he lunge at him, ma'am? I don't know. I think he was going to choke him to death. Oh, he was going. President Trump was going to choke the Secret Service man to death. Yeah, if he didn't take him to the Capitol, that's what. That's what I heard anyway. That's news at the water cooler. Billy said. Tommy said. Sheila said. Yeah, he's going to choke you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so incredibly stupid. What a dumb story. The dumbest story I've ever heard in my life. Really is. All right, let's come back from this commercial break. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, we were just having a good time uh, laughing during the commercial break because of that whole story of, uh, of, uh, of, of President Trump just lunging at the Secret Service. I mean, somebody said, Jeremy, you're killing it. I said, you better say I'm killing it. Otherwise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lunge at your clavicle. And then I was, uh, I was <laughs> pretending, like, if I was interviewing this woman, I'd say, so, so let me get this straight. He, the president of the United States, he lunged it at, at, at the Secret Service. Yeah, he, he just lunged right at him. He just lunged right at him, and he, and he went right towards his throat. And, he, and so it was his intention to kill the Secret Service officer? I think it was. I think it was because Bobby told me that Susie said, that Jerry said, that uh, Scott seen... And Maddie heard the commotion happen, and apparently they went towards his clavicle, and I guess President Trump was trying to murder him. Well, I guess that's the case, everybody. You know, call the DOJ, get Merrick Garland, known Garland in here. We got it. We got to issue an APB for President Trump right now. He's choking Secret Service off <laughs> agents. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. We did get, uh, we, so we've got major wins from the Supreme Court, four out of five. We went four for five. I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good win percentage based on the fact, you know, the fact that we don't have the White House, the Senate, or the, uh, the House of Representatives. I think that's a pretty big win. Those are pretty big wins, and we can't complain for quite a while, really, when it comes down to it. But, folks, we got another win today. As pedophile and groomer and assistant to Jeffrey Epstein, Jelaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever you want to, however you pronounce her name, pedophile, we'll just call her that. Uh, she got 20 years in prison. Now, I wish she would have gotten a heck of a lot more than that. Don't get me wrong. I wish that woman was in prison for the rest of her life or uh, executed for the, uh, for the amount of innocent lives that she's destroyed. Uh, but grooming Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison today in the Epstein case. Maxwell worked as Jeffrey Epstein's pimp, pimp for years. And the DOJ knew that they were running girls as young as 12, but they refused to act. Why? Because, you know, Bill Clinton had to get him some too. And, you know, so did George Bush and so did uh, Tom Hanks and so did all these celebrities and all these basketball players. And we can go on and on and on. You know, she was also really good friends with, George, uh, with Bill Clinton. She was at um, Chelsea Clinton's wedding, as a matter of fact. Maybe they probably even sacrificed some babies to Moloch at the reception. Who knows? But the child sex abuser was sentenced today to 20 years in prison after she was found guilty on five of six counts last December. Maxwell was facing 65 years in prison on charges stemming from her role as Epstein's madam from 1994 to 2004. Does anybody know how old she is, by the way? Does anybody know how old that groomer is? I bet she's probably, she's got to be close to 60, so 20 years she'll probably be dead anyway. Prosecutors asked for 30 to 55 years, which is a life sentence for the 60-year-old. Well, there you go. But the judge handed down a 20-year sentence. Glenn Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years um, for working with Jeffrey Epstein to abuse young girls. Uh, and capping off a dramatic fall from grace for the British socialite turned convicted sex trafficker. Now, wasn't she also involved with the royal family? Isn't there a, uh, a certain prince? Uh, we'll just call him Prince Schmarls. 
uh, that uh, that actually engaged in some kind of pedophilia with these people too, and some other royal family. Anyway, I don't know. U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan said the sentence of 240 months was sufficient and no graver than necessary. Uh, what? No graver than necessary? Why don't you ask the children? Why don't you ask the young women that? I am sorry for the pain, uh, excuse me, um, no graver for, than what's necessary for Maxwell, who earlier addressed the court and told her victims that I am sorry for the pain you experienced. Oh, are you? Oh, little pity party. Are you really sorry for the pain that they experienced? I think not. I hope my conviction and harsh incarceration brings you pleasure, said Maxwell, wearing blue jail scrubs, her dark brown locks cut in a bob. Now, I want to just, I want to focus on that statement that she made right there. I hope my conviction and harsh incarceration brings you pleasure. Was that, was, was that some kind of a, a, a backhanded, um, Statement was that was that an insult was that was that a jab what was that was that some kind of pity party was that uh, was that uh, who knows what it was it was sick is what it was I hope my conviction and harsh that's what I picture it I picture it like this I picture it going like this I'm sorry for the pain that you've experienced not I'm sorry for what I did basically I'm sorry for how you felt but I hope my conviction and harsh incarceration brings you pleasure yes it will it will. It'll bring us pleasure that you will die in prison, you disgusting pedophile pimp. Maxwell's sentencing marked the end of a federal criminal proceeding against her in the Southern District of New York, of New York where, she brought after, uh, where she was brought after her arrest at a sprawling New Hampshire estate, which is literally 20 minutes from this studio right here in New Hampshire. And had we known that the pimp pedophile was living here, then we would have kicked her out and excommunicated her a long time ago. But she was in hiding in a rich neighborhood called Bradford, New Hampshire. Anyway, moving on to more uh, people that uh, have been exposed and uh, who also deserve life sentences, if not death, for the pain and the suffering that they've caused on the American people and the world, the CDC. The CDC, ladies and gentlemen, has now been exposed once again and caught, absolutely caught red-handed using false data, data that does not exist as a, as a reason to be able to pass uh, and, 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 and put the jab out for children. But it even gets way worse than that, folks. Let me go to the story real quick, and then we'll get how, uh, into the way worse part. So the CDC was exposed for highly misleading information when presenting to the vaccine advisory panel that approved the COVID-19 vaccine for children. Shortly after the approval, observers began to point out that the misleading information that they used to get it passed in a disturbing exposure of the agency's efforts to ensure it was party to injecting kids with a vaccine that is not likely effective or safe. The agency featured a preprint study. Think, listen to what I'm saying. The agency featured a preprint study ranking causes of death in children when presenting to the advisory committee on immunization practices. The apparent urgency led to uh, led the ACIP to vote and recommend kids aged six months through four years get vaccinated for COVID-19. The data in the preprint study featured subjects between birth and 19 years. However, those involved in the study are primarily in the United Kingdom, where the classification of an adult data begins at age 18, so it is unclear why data points from subjects aged 18 to 19 were actually used. Do you see what they're doing here, folks? They're fudging numbers. They're padding numbers. They're using data that has nothing to do with children zero to zero, uh, six months to four years of age it has nothing to do with them. And they're using data from this company in the UK, fake data, in order to get the advisory panel to, to approve the vaccine for kids here in America at ages six months. They're lying. They got caught. Who's going to hold them accountable? Absolutely nobody, unless we do. Now, this same college behind the bogus study that they used to support uh, lockdowns and, um, and vaccines for kids, they're also going to use this. This is their plan to force vaccinate children. 
That means, just like all the other vaccinations that your child needs to go to school, whether it be public or private, they're going to pass it down that the states, they're going to do whatever they can to make each state make it a requirement that each child gets uh, vaccinated for the COVID-19 vaccine or they're not going to be allowed to go to school. And this same um, study that they're, u- that they're using to do this is the study that Dr. Burks and Tony Gain-of-Function Ratface Fauci used to lock down every single state and destroy this economy and steal an election from Donald J. Trump. That's what's going on here. So, folks, just know now that if you've got a child going to school, they're going to try to make it so that your state, whether it's a public school or a private school, makes a child get vaccinated before they go to school. So you better think about homeschooling because that is coming down the pipeline and they're using the same bogus college study to push it as they used to lock everybody down. That should scare the bejesus out of every single one of us and we need to know what's going on in order to fight back and fight back effectively. Amen? Go to another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. I'm Jeremy Harrell. This is Live from America, and we will be back with much more right after this. Please stay tuned. They're sneaky people, folks. They're sneaky in the CDC. They're sneaky in their politics. They do everything behind closed doors. They lie. They cheat. They steal. Now, they're not going to win in the end. But in order for us to be able to fight back effectively, we have to know this stuff. And I don't know if anybody else is talking about it. I really don't. I don't know if anybody's talking about COVID-19 at all anymore. They're talking about killing babies and gay sex that leads to monkeypox. Jatfish says Texas won't do it. Salty uh, says one of many reasons why I homeschool. What happened to the parents when they were kids? They were not spanked enough or what, says Melly7. Let's jump over to uh, Getter real quick. See what's going on over here. Should have been sorry a long time ago, you lying, manipulative, wonder who she's talking about. Judge appointed by Obama prosecuting attorney is James Comey's daughter. I don't know if I'm behind on the chat over there or not. Let me uh, try to refresh that. And because all these kids are indoctrinated, they're going to want to get the jab. They already do. You're right. Sounds like we're living in a twilight zone, says Kelly. Keith Day says California loves to do it. And Leslie says, how many years have they been feeding us false information? Miguel says, Pastor Jeremy is funny today. No pastor, no pastor, sir, I, uh, I, uh, but I appreciate it. I really do. That's a, that's a uh, wonderful title to have and a title that I will never be able to obtain uh, because, uh, you know, you got to go through seminary and all that. Oh, no, I guess you never say never, right? I guess you never say never in a world uh, that we live in because a lot of crazy stuff happens. So maybe, maybe I will. Who knows? Anyway, let's, uh, let's. Come right back from this commercial break and get started. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, it's a blessing to have you here. Thank you very much. Here on Real America's Voice News. Hey, guys, Mike Lindell is not only continuing to still push to get rid of these Dominion machines state by state by state. And, and like I just said during the commercial break, never say never. I don't, is there anybody out there is working as hard as Mike Lindell? I don't know. But either way, he's got new stuff out, folks. He's got my pillow foam sandals out now check these things these things are actually pretty cool look at this my pillow foam sandals say goodbye to foot injuries from flip-flops and the pain of thin soles these new cushy foam sandals from my pillow are like walking on mike's famous pillows uh so there you go folks there you go use your promo code and get a big discount on them right now just in time for summer go to mypillow.com slash LFA and get you some nice my pillow sandals like it's like walking on Mike Lindell's pillows if that's the case I I don't have any yet but I definitely got to get some for my fat feet anyway folks I want to read something to you that um that I was I was I was searching things on inflation and I was searching things on other countries economies and you know President Trump's uh, motto is America first right well, we are anything but America first under Joe Biden. I want to I, I saved a couple of these uh, charts that I wanted to read to you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the 2020 through 2022 global growth 
and where the United States is in, in with our economy um, um, on a global scale, where we actually, where we are. So check this out. Portugal comes in at number one as they have 11.9% growth from 2020 to 2022 year over year. Ireland has 11% growth. Saudi Arabia, 9.6. United Kingdom, 8.7. Poland, 8.5. Philippines, 8.3. Turkey, 7.3. Spain, 6.4. And there's a reason why I'm reading all of these folks, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Argentina, 6.0. Italy, 5.8% growth. France, 5.3. Indonesia, 5.0. China, 4.8% growth overall year over year from 2020 to 2022. Switzerland, 4.4. Finland, 4.3. India, 4.1. Germany, 3.8. Singapore, 3.7. Russia, 3.5. And look at little old America, United States, all the way down there at the bottom of the list, 3.5 as well. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. We are in 20th place. America, not first. America, 20th. Under your build back better broke back busted plan from Joe Biden, better known as Joey Applesauce, who is illegitimately occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, by the way. So I decided to uh, compare that with the with the global inflation rate to see kind of where we are. So we already know year over year we're already we're only experiencing 3.5 percent growth. And by the way, those numbers aren't even real because that's factoring in the loss of 2020, and then people going back to work in 2021. So really, if you really want to get down to it, we're probably at more like 1% growth or in the negative. I would say that we're probably in the negative if you asked me, but who am I? Because you, you, let's go back to that. 2020, we experienced a negative 3.4% growth. That means our economy shrank because of COVID. And then we came back and it says that we had a 5.7% growth in 2021 when we allowed people to go back to work. Folks, it doesn't work that way. That's not how you grow an economy. That's just giving your economy back. So I would guarantee you that we're negative. Now, I went and I compared that with our inflation rates, global inflation rates. Folks, China is only at a 2.1%. Saudi Arabia, 2.2. Japan, 2.5. Switzerland, 2.9. Taiwan, 3.4. Indonesia, 3.6. Australia, 5.1. France, 5.2. Philippines, 5.4. South Korea, 5.4. Singapore, 5.6. South Africa, 6.5. Italy, 6.8. New Zealand, 6.9. Finland, 7.0. Believe me, it takes a while to get there. India, 7.0. Thailand, 7.1. Um... Sweden, 7.3. Mexico, 7.7. Canada, 7.7. Ireland, 7.8. Germany, 7.9. Portugal, 8.0. Eurozone, 8.1. And the United States of America, 8.6. So our growth, which is fake, isn't even 3.5%. It's more like zero or or below zero. And our inflation rate is 8.6, worse than all those other countries I just read to you. So how does that build back better? How are you going to lie to me every single day and tell me the economy is great, the borders closed, and gas prices are wonderful? This switch from fossil fuels to electric energy and, 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 and renewable energy, that's not, that's not causing you to be broke. What are you, stupid? Look at all those great numbers from Biden. Oh, Biden's just so great, isn't he? Numbers don't lie. Facts don't lie. Those are global numbers, uh, liberals. How are you going to combat that? How are you going to combat that with your fake, woke, lefty uh, numbers when the global numbers show us something different? Are you saying that every country in the world is lying and they're really just trying to make America look bad? Folks, we know better. We spend our money at the grocery stores. We spend our money at the gas stations. These people think that you're stupid. That's what it is. Shut up. Your economy's not bad. The economy's great, idiot. That's what they think. Anyway, folks, I just wanted to give you those numbers so you could share that with your lefty friends and say, please answer this. Oh, and by the way, since you voted for Biden, give me gas money. Let's move on. A total of 102 sheriffs in the great state of Georgia are now condemning together all at once. One loud voice from 102 sheriffs are condemning the Democratic gubernatorial candidate, Stacey Abrams leading up to the midterms and uh, and and her possibly uh, winning the governor's seat there in Georgia. Let's get into the story. It's not a long one, but I think it's very relevant. And I think people in Georgia need to know this if they don't. 
A total of 102 sheriffs in Georgia have joined Governor Brian Kemp, who's a rhino loser, and he's testifying against Trump, so we'll just leave that there. Um, in, in a statement condemning Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams over her support of soft-on-crime policies. The statement released yesterday, also criticized Abrams for advancing the defund the police movement with her position as a board member at the Marguerite Casey Foundation, a Seattle-based grant-making group, which the sheriffs called an anti-police organization, which it is. Stacey Abrams has repeatedly shown complete disdain for law enforcement and the risk we take every day putting our lives on the line to serve our communities, the sheriffs wrote. Quote, Miss Abrams actively serves on the governing board of and has profited from an anti-police organization which openly advocates for abolishing prisons and stripping local police departments of their funding, they added. Georgia's governor race is a rematch between Kemp and Abrams. In 2018, Kemp edged Abrams by 54,723 votes, over 3.9 million cast. So far, it has been a tight race between the two candidates, and according to a recent poll from Eastern Carolina's uh, University Center for uh, Survey Research, Kemp led Abrams 50% to 45 The poll surveyed 868 registered voters in Georgia from June 6th to June 9th. You know what really stinks about that, folks? And it's the same situation that we find ourselves here in New Hampshire, too. You have, we have Governor Sununu. Just as bad as Governor Kemp. Maybe not just as bad, but very close. You guys got Governor Kemp down there in South Carolina. If you lose Governor Kemp, you get Stacey Abrams. If we lose Governor Sununu, we get some left-wing kook up here as well. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And since you couldn't out, uh, oust Kemp and we couldn't oust Sununu, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just let a Democrat win? Because it will be worse. Or are we supposed to let the wolf in sheep clothings just, uh, in sheep's clothing just sit there? It's a really hard position to be in. I, ve- I very much sympathize with the people and the voters of Georgia. Because we're dealing with the same thing here, and it needs to, something needs to give. Something needs to give. We may have to go through a four-year of hard times. I don't know. I mean, but how do you risk that? How do you risk that when you know you'll never get it back? It's a very hard place to be, but it's a good thing that the sheriffs, the 102 sheriffs have come together and said, nope, not happening. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, before we go to this next commercial break, I would like to highlight Rise TV, folks. Rise TV, we're all out there trying to get rid of these liberal left-wing woke companies. We're all out there trying to find other places to spend our money uh, at and with. Places that have like-minded, th- uh, you know, like-minded um, visions for America. And Rise TV is definitely one of those guys. They've been great people, and uh, I'm, I've been talking with them quite a bit. And you're definitely going to want to check them out, folks. I think it's $9.99 a month, and um, you, de- you really got to check it out because there is a lot of great content in here. None of it is woke. All of it is very interesting or patriotic. So go to Rise.TV, check them out. Tell them Jeremy sent you, and who knows? You might get something for it. Either way, uh, you'll get good content, and we all know what it is. It's garbage in, garbage out. So stop letting garbage in your house and in your heads and start letting good stuff in. Goodness. So then you can spread goodness to the rest of the world. We will be right back after this. I got a couple videos to show you before we wrap up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. I do want to, uh, <clears throat> I do want to talk to uh, some people here before we go. I know a lot of people uh, ask questions during the chat and I can't answer all of them. Uh, but it looks like people are talking about Gavin Newsom. Uh, is that, is, is, did he announce that he was running or something like that? Newsom is going to run for president. Did he just announce that he was going to do that? We all knew that was happening. We knew that was their ace in the hole. Um, and that is why they've been talking about him on The View and everything. Why isn't Abrams in prison? She stashed the ballots. She will be. She will be, Molly. It just, it's going to take some time. And the right people aren't there yet. We talked about that this morning on the, on the morning show. But it will happen. Um... Does Rise TV play regular movies? No, I mean, not, not yet. I mean, not like Netflix movies and stuff. Uh, but it's definitely content that you're gonna, it's, it'll take forever to get all the way through. Um, Bad Moon, we feel the prayers. Thank you very much. Oh, I'd like to ask for prayers, by the way, for Larry Reha. 
Larry Reha's wife uh, had some surgery, and I just I, I definitely want to make sure that we highlight that. Um, Jeremy, I may not vote for either one in, in, in go, uh, for governor in Georgia. Hey, I would not blame you. I would not blame you. But, yes, let's please all pray for Larry Reha. He is our brother in Christ and one of our Live from America family members. So um, I love the Rise TV, said Amanda. Well, see, there you go. He's running in 2024. I don't know. I keep seeing people say that, but I don't know if that's true or not. He might be. He could very well be. Who knows? But anyway, let's come back from this commercial break and end this show. uh, Sorry about that. Let me do this real quick. All right. Let's come back from this show and we'll end strong. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. I appreciate you guys uh, being here with me every night. And for some people, I know it's really late. And some people just stay up just to do the Lord's Prayer at night on RAV. And that's great, you know. Uh, So it's good that some way or or another you are involved. But I do want to end the show talking about the violence that I feel that is, uh, is coming after our SCOTUS justices. They're just doing their jobs. They're just doing their jobs. President Trump is doing did his job to appoint Supreme Court justices to the uh, to the court because that's his job to do that when there's a vacancy. It's his job, it's his duty, and it's his obligation to do so. And for that, we have the left wing crazies out there now calling for the death, calling for the death, literally saying that they will do it themselves if they need to to kill these Supreme Court justices. And uh, it, it, it's a hard thing to see in America, but, but here it is. Imagine that uh, Justice Thomas or Justice Kavanaugh, they were standing here in front of you. What would you tell them? What would be your message? That he should have been aborted. Uh, c- come on now, now, don't go too easy on him. Um, see how these people are, man? I would, I would just kill him myself. Also, there you go, I'd um, kill him myself. He has had trials for sexually assaulting someone and multiple people and someone who like that should not be making any laws about anyone. So this is kind of like something that might even be harming, harming him, right? You know what I mean? Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope so. You hope so? I hope so. Yes, I do. Yeah, this peaceful music and the, the love, calling, yeah. we're just not feeling it, so we're going to take it upon ourselves to feel how we really feel. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> you know. You know how we feel. That's nice. Is that uh, that's the answer for me? Um, anarchy. Yeah. I'm not... Um, not feeling the organized feeling the government approach. We feel like the peaceful approach isn't working. So yeah, <laughs> we feel like the a peaceful approach isn't working. We're not basically here to be nice anymore. It is what it is. We're gonna. And then she said, "I'll kill him myself. I'd like to kill him myself." Sick, sick people. And that's just a little bit of it. We had an attempted murder on Justice Kavanaugh, but I want you to listen, ladies and gentlemen to me real closely when I say this, and then listen to the words of the very intelligent, great Justice Clarence Thomas. Folks, it's not about weathering the storm. We are not weathering the storm right now. We are the storm. And you have to understand that with God, nothing can stop us. Philippians 4.13 says, with Christ, all things are possible. How else would we have overturned Roe v. Wade with having no power over the White House, no power over the Senate, no power over the House, Stole an election, and we still did it. We're not weathering the storm. We are the storm. Listen to these uh, amazing words by Justice Clarence Thomas. <clears throat> oh, sorry, folks. Let's, uh, let's, let's take that back here. My fault. Here we go. Be in the middle of a hurricane, or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. North is still north. People can yell at you, north is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. You can be in the- Right is still right, even if you're standing by yourself. And it seems like Justice Clarence Thomas is doing a lot of standing, uh, maybe by himself, maybe not. Either way, he is standing up against uh, the storm because he's got a little storm of his own coming as well, and so do all of we. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. 
So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. and again in the evening for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. Peace. Stop screaming that we first in America